MSW Media. News with swearing. Daily beans, daily beans. Daily beans, daily beans. Hello and welcome to the Daily Beans for Friday, August 23rd, 2019. Epstein protected his estate from survivors. The deep state overstock CEO resigns. Trump's job numbers were wrong. Uh, record disapproval rating, a new press secretary, and a rooftop blowy. I'm your host, AG, and with me today are Jaleesa Johnson. Hello. And Jordan Coburn. Hello. You ever given a rooftop blowy? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Not a rooftop, maybe a oh. basement. Yeah, nope. I don't know. <laughs> Rooftop's a little too prideful. You're yeah. just out there like, whatever, bro. Look, everybody, Google Earth, check it out. Yeah. yeah. I did it on the deck of a cruise ship once. It was very classy. Whoa. That counts as a roof. It's like middle of the night type stuff? Yep. Yeah, nice. how Jordan got a groove back. You gotta yeah. be careful, Stella. Dude, no, I never had it. That was that was my sexual peak. <laughs> oh yeah, it's all downhill from there. Yeah, it's been but it's a nice downhill. ride. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> sorry, weird movie quotes. I don't even know what I don't even know what movie that is. If you know what movie that is, hit me up at Daily Beans Pod. It's all downhill from there. Yeah, but it's a nice ride, or it's a wonderful ride, or mm, something like that. New segment. What movie is in that? there? Yes, yeah, Stump Ag. Um, I am stumped. Uh, guys. Um, I'm excited. Uh, next week is our show in San Francisco. Yes. Um, we got the Mythbusters guy, Adam Savage. It's so going to be cool. incredible. Yeah, he's on Twitter, at Don't Try This. Check him out. He's awesome. <laughs> he's got like a million followers. Oh, yeah. He's, Dude's legit. He's big time. Yeah. Nice. I mean, They've every, been killing it forever. Yeah, mm-hmm. every year at Halloween, we watch Pumpkin Shunkin'. What's that? Where they, like, people come in, if they all go to this crazy field, this big giant field, and they build, like, trebuchets and catapults and launch pumpkins, and whoever gets it the furthest wins. Hell That's yeah. great. And people go, like, a mile with it. Like, it's awesome. No That's one's, amazing. like, hurt in the process, right? Uh, maybe. A couple um, of casualties. A couple, yeah. I mean, they're not out where the pumpkins no, it's get chomped. All in the name of the game. But yeah. the machinery can sometimes backfire. I'm still for it. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty fun. We should dress up a pumpkin like Trump and have him drop it from the top of the stage. Trumpkin mm. chunkin. Trump. Oh, God. Yeah, come on, let's do this, Adam Savage. Just kidding. <laughs> then all of us will be canceled like Kathy Griffin. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's too gory. She's back, though, so it's good. <laughs> and then, uh, let's see, Steph Miller is going to be with us, too. We've got... Love her. She's going to be at the meet and greet at the event. Yeah. Um, on the 30th at Independent Theater in San Francisco. And then we have a second meet and greet. She won't be there, but um, I'll, we'll all be there. And that's Thursday at 5 p.m. And if you want information and tickets to that second meet and greet, just head to... Uh, our other Twitter account at Muller she wrote and click on the pinned there's a link in the pinned tweet and mm-hmm. that's where you'll find that so. that's so cool them to join us for the meet and greet that's a treat absolutely treat that's nice meet and greet treat yeah <laughs> they're much bigger celebrities than we are too <laughs> <laughs> totally <laughs> yeah a little bit and uh yeah they're like well, totally come so they're just a couple of really awesome people they are, um yeah. they're in it for the community too and, and mm-hmm. so we got to appreciate that all right guys we have a lot of news to get to let's hit the hot notes Hot notes. All right, a story you might not have heard, but will have massive consequences in future elections. Uh, A federal appeals court ruled late Tuesday that the electors who cast the actual ballots for president are free to vote as they wish and do not have to follow the results of the popular vote in their states. Uh, This ruling could give one single person the power to decide a presidential election if the popular vote results in an apparent electoral college tie. NBC News senior political editor Mark Murray says, quote, it's not hard to imagine how a single faithless elector, that's what they call them, voting differently than his or her state did, could swing a close presidential election. So this is relating to the Electoral College, the person who, okay, it reminds me of my tweet. I said, uh, I wish the Electoral College was a real college so we could drop out of it already. Yeah, (laughs) It's really unnecessary. Wasn't it to like compromise with slave states? Like the idea originally, maybe I just read a wrong It's a a reconstructionist (laughs) thing, but (laughs) yeah, yeah, it it was to, so Confederate states couldn't, something, so you could basically give, you know, basically give, it was again, just like Trump wanted to get the citizenship question on to limit the number of votes from people of color. Uh, they used the Voting Rights Act. Well, well, they tried to. They, not the Voting Rights Act because it hadn't been yeah. enacted yet, but voting rights as a reason to, mm-hmm. to do the election. It was ironic. As well. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Also, Quite. faithless is an interesting <clears throat> word to describe that person. Like, like faith in the system of the Electoral College? No, like not acting in good faith. Ah. 
I think is what is what that comes from. So if mm. you when you you know if the, you're the elector from California and you go to cast a vote for California, the electoral votes for California, and you decide, even though Hillary Clinton won by ninety six percent, you decide Trump right, right. won California. They're yeah. going to allow that, and that means you're not acting in good faith for the, for the voters of the state. You're at, you're a faithless actor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everyone just always uses like rogue. It's interesting they threw faithless in there. That's a new one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. I mean, I hate it, but it's but a good, good name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I hate it. I like it. I hate it. Uh, yesterday, we told you about the secret affair between Overstock CEO Patrick Byrne and the Devil's Mermaid, Maria Butna. Well, today he resigned after saying that he aided in the deep state Russia investigation. Deep state in quotes. Byrne cites his reason for resigning as he's far too controversial after disclosing he aided in a deep state investigation into the 2016 election and was romantically involved with uh, Maria Butina. He confirms in a press release last week uh, that he was with her for three years. I wonder if it knew that. So that has to overlap with Erickson. Uh, And that he had been aiding federal authorities, whom he referred to as the men in black, in their Clinton and Russia investigation. And in a bizarre letter, Burns said his rabbi had helped him realize he should speak publicly about his alleged role in the mm. deep state federal investigation. This what? is a good plot for a movie. You got the men in black, you know, you got him <laughs> the just deep making, state. yeah, this whole story. It's actually pretty interesting. It's very entertaining, but it's bullshit. It's, it it's is. complete bullshit. It is. And uh, I like the reporting on him handing over his texts and documents to the deep state came, comes from Fox News. Right. Well, the whole idea of deep state, I think, is just their way of saying if he cooperated, then that's somehow some conspiracy. They do this time and time again, right? Making it seem like normal government things are somehow a crazy conspiracy. Yeah. It's like what he's saying is like maybe the FBI questioned him and he answered their questions. Right. And so he comes out and publicly says, I'm part of that deep state right. shit. Because they used his answers to somehow further along their deep state investigation. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. I have a hard time imagining a rabbi sitting across from someone being like, you need to come out against this deep state. Yeah, <laughs> do it on Fox News. I can't imagine a rabbi saying deep state for some reason. Yeah, well, I guess. There's... Well, that rabbi doesn't acknowledge. He's not disloyal. Exactly. Uh, yeah. He voted for Trump. <laughs> well, isn't like there's supposed to be some separation of church and state? Oh, that ship has sailed. Yeah, <laughs> tiny bit. You're supposed mm-hmm. to be able to park a truck in between those two things, but apparently yeah, not yeah, anymore. Park a Trump truck. Yeah. Well, like religion. Yeah. <laughs> this is too That's a whole, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I'm with you, dude. I feel it. Religion. You know what we mean. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like supposed to bring people together, you know? That was the original and intent. And not be partisan. No, that wasn't the original intent. Yeah, things yeah. get hijacked. Well, good, I mean, that's things. what they say now to get people to join them. Yeah. <laughs> so I would, Except Jews don't do that. No. Jews are just like, eh? Yeah, it's more of a community... <laughs> Uh, yeah. at least from you know my understanding I've been learning a lot a yeah recently like a lot of our fans have been tweeting us about the Jewish community and the yeah. history some people consider it a race some people just think it's a religion well they don't way. like proselytize they don't go and try to convert people That's exactly like they also thing that they do really besides Israel they haven't really had a home right so the idea is that they kept getting kicked out of these different places right mm-hmm. and so they're just constantly prosecuted just for just I don't know for nothing really for just trying to be mm-hmm. yeah. that sucks well yeah there's That's a lot of a lot of uh, <laughs> I mean, there's thousands of years. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Of, of things can't that we quite can go sum back it up. On, so don't add us. We understand. <laughs> yeah, I'm just trying to piece it together. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, and I don't I don't think it's I don't think it's correct to call it a race. I think they have they have tribes and nations, but they mm-hmm. are a religion and then they are also a nationality yeah okay cool uh, that's but, what i think too but at least that's the from the feedback i've been getting from our jewish listeners but i you know i, I i'm sure that there's always an argument for something i don't want to generalize on anything for sure um yeah i'm always down to life. learn if people know the deets let us know yeah and there's books we could you know yeah i guess we can, <laughs> we can go to the library yeah, and have a fun books. trip yeah, yeah field get, trip get the microfiche out <laughs> um speaking of fox news uh, they just hired Sarah Fuckface Sanders as a contributor, <laughs> adding to their already prestigious staff of outright liars. Um, Sarah Sanders admitted to Bob Mueller that she lied to the public on behalf of Trump on several occasions, particularly in reference to the firing of James Comey when she told us all that the president had received hundreds of emails from FBI rank and file career professionals that they were happy Trump fired Comey. And that the FBI had lost faith in Comey as a leader. <laughs> Outright liar should be the name of the show she's getting hired for. <laughs> is she? Does she get her own show? I don't know. She's just just a, be a contributor. contributor. Yeah. 
God. It, it just the nightmare continues. Yeah. Yeah. And Sanders is being replaced uh, as press secretary by the incredible Stephanie Grisham, who is not only the one who revoked Brian Karam's White House press credentials when he almost got in a fight with Sebastian Gorka in the Rose Garden. But Grisham has a bunch of red flags in her past, including losing a private sector job after cheating on expense reports, probably stealing. Uh, she also lost um, a private, she was fired from a, uh, a private sector job for plagiarism when she worked at AAA. Hmm. Or after she left, after she was fired from AAA, she went somewhere else and then word for word used AAA's shit from their website for this other place. And then she has two DUIs in the past five years. So she'll fit right in. Yeah, those are really interesting, like a collection of charges there. She's yeah. a colorful person. Yeah. Very, yeah. yeah. Yeah, who do, who completely plagiarizes from one of the biggest insurance companies mm -hmm. in like the country? Yeah, and why? Like the most searchable thing yeah. to find that you've completely just stolen. Is your copy so hard to write about automobile insurance <laughs> yeah. that you can't come up with your own shit? Right. Like, I don't even under, I don't know what it was about. And for it but. to be so bad that she was fired, like she right. must have not even had a good reason, like or no remorse. Like, yeah. Because who's just like, oh, I'm just gonna fire you automatically with no case? She yeah, must exactly. Just be a weirdo. That's what I'm thinking too. <laughs> it's like I'm this thinking. is just the thing they got her. On, sort of, and yeah. she sucked for other reasons. They knew yeah. they couldn't get away like, with firing guys, her for. Yeah. You'll like, be sorry. Yeah. yeah, she's just a weird hang. It's, it's, a, bad, it's a vibe I get, <laughs> but we'll, we'll learn more. It's a bad look with two DUIs working for the automobile club, you know? Right, right. Because <laughs> I have friends with DUIs, but That's that true. combined with the other stuff, it's, it makes for a strange resume. Yeah. yeah. No, no DUI shaming. Here. Right. Uh, Without insurance, everybody would be fucked that came across her path. Right? <laughs> yeah. Whatever <laughs> like, and Matt Gates hang poster out. Poster child for it. <laughs> Get your belay. Keep drinking. <laughs> Everything's fine. <laughs> it was like when uh, one time I, I had to go to traffic court or traffic school or something like that. And I went to, I chose to go to comedy traffic school, which is not comedy. Mm -hmm. And uh, I go, it, I guess the guy just isn't very serious. I think that's why they call it comedy traffic oh, that's school. Great. And as a gift, and you know how in, in traffic school they go through that whole DUI part and they show you the charts and how many drinks you can have in an hour and how long you have to wait before you can drive again and you shouldn't drive anyway. You should just take a cab because this, this was cabs back then. <laughs> and uh, at the end, they gave us uh, two free tickets to the comedy store with a two drink minimum. And I thought that was really funny. Yeah, they're testing you to see who takes a cab. Can <laughs> I can I blow your mind right now, Iggy? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That man who taught you was <laughs> Lou Brockman. He is the piano, right. the piano player for the comedy at the store. comedy store in La Jolla. He was just telling me a story the other day about how he used to teach comedy traffic school. And I Dude. was like, what the hell is that? It's Vicky Barbalak's it's husband. It's Vicky Barbalak's husband. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if you watch America's Got Talent, but our good friend Vicky Barbalak was on there. She was a finalist in this like, trailer park nasty. Is yeah. that it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Vicky Barbalak, her husband, Lou. Brockman plays the piano. Yeah, he is like the, the music guy store. at the comedy store. Every pretty much, yeah, most nights. Yeah, wow, that is so collide. funny. <laughs> Small world, mind blown. Oh, that's great. I was wondering who chose that and if he was even telling the truth. Because I was like, what is this as a concept? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but now you know. Now yeah, you trust I'm just it. kidding. I believed him. He's, Lou is awesome. He's yeah, yeah. He's oh, fucking wonderful, legendary. Dude. Yeah, he too. and Vicky are awesome. Jesse Egan's on tour with Vicky, mm -hmm. or at least was. I don't know what the latest is. But, yeah, um, they, he does a lot of a lot of her shows. Yeah, yeah. And I do want to clarify though. I don't think it, it's Lou's fault that. Uh, oh it no, wasn't not funny. at all. I think it's the curriculum. Yeah, right. He was telling me he's like I had to get through like six hours of material, and they wanted me to also be funny. Mm -hmm. But Lou is just such a character on his own. He's like so entertaining and funny and enjoyable so i imagine it was it was better than it maybe would have been otherwise yeah. and and i'm sure you can't work blue at comedy traffic <laughs> yeah. school I'd imagine. you can't be like so i was fucking driving the other day and you yeah. won't fucking believe what happened i ran through a red light you won't believe it that's <laughs> so funny yeah i had he had to explain that to me for a while what that whole that whole thing is but oh my god that's so funny yeah <laughs> all right guys we'll be right back after this quick word with some more news and today's hashtag after these messages we'll be right back is there something that's interfering with your happiness or is throwing up obstacles and that prevent you from achieving your goals? If so, BetterHelp Online Counseling is there for you. BetterHelp offers licensed professional counselors who are specialized in a range of issues, uh, including depression or anxiety, stress, all the things that we're experiencing because of the onslaught of news that we experience on a daily basis. They can also help with relationships and or if you're having trouble sleeping um, and LGBTQ plus matters and relationship issues, anything that you can think of. Um, they have counselors that specialize in that. So connect with your professional counselor in a private and safe online environment because anything you share is confidential. And it's also really, really convenient and a time saver, which is huge for me. 
Um, you can get help on your own time at your own pace. You can schedule secure video sessions and chat and text with your therapist, all from the comfort of your own home, which is important to a lot of folks who have trouble leaving the house. And if you're not happy with your counselor, you can request a new one anytime at no additional charge. Best of all, it's a truly affordable option. And for Daily Beans listeners, you get 10% off your first month with discount code Daily Beans. So why not get started today? Go to betterhelp.com slash Daily Beans. Just fill out the questionnaire. They'll assess your needs and get you matched with a counselor you love. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Daily Beans. All right, guys, welcome back. We just have a couple more news stories today. Actually, uh, there's a lot. Um <laughs> This you're gonna this is gonna blow your mind. This wasn't in the original script. It just came out across my desk, um, my bed. The Justice Department has uh, basically they have this daily briefing that they send to their immigration court employees. It's like a daily newsletter, and the one they sent, one of them they sent this week, included a link to the white nationalist website called VDare, and there it, it linked to this post that labeled the judges, the immigration judges, as. Uh, Crytarks, which is a hugely anti-Semitic trope referring to an ancient to referring to ancient Israel during a time of, of rule by a system of judges. Quote, the post features links and content that directly attack sitting immigration judges with racial and ethnically tinged slurs and the label um, crytarchy. The reference to, cry, to a crytarchy is deeply offensive and anti-Semitic. Uh, and according to a letter uh, Thursday from Union Chief Ashley Tabador, the, to, he sent this letter to the director of the Justice Department's Executive Office of Immigration Review. Um, that, that's, he, he basically was like, you can't, you can't say these things. Why are you linking to a white supremacist website sending this information to immigration mm -hmm. judges? Why are you using anti-Semitic tropes? Or you know, in the post, you're sending links to a post that has these anti-Semitic tropes. It's completely unacceptable. And, of course, the Department of Justice is blaming the contractor it hired for for creating this daily briefing instead of just taking responsibility for it because Teflon Wait, bar. Why, why would they hire a contractor to do that? That seems like something you'd want to do yourself. Yeah, it also seems – I don't know that – I feel like – Part of me feels like, like I've been with the government for a while, and part of me feels like somebody in the government did this, and they blamed a contractor and removed the contractor as a fall guy or girl. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so that's they're blaming this contractor for linking to a white supremacist anti-Semitic website, VDARE. Okay, yeah, that was a lot. So they linked it where exactly they put it on? In the, like, they send out a daily newsletter to the immigration okay. court staff and judges. That's crazy. And in that briefing was a link to this white supremacist website and a, a post that is calling immigration judges part of the crytarchy. So it wasn't just like an accidental link, like copy and paste thing. It's like a full on section of the newsletter. It's a link in the newsletter to a post okay. on this white supremacist website. I, I wonder what the context of the right. link is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm wondering too. Mm -hmm. Like if it was because... Like if it was targeted, if they were just trying to be antagonistic and troll, right? Or if there was some topic, some greater topic that they were trying to link to, right. they just did not check their sources or read anything at all. Yeah. It just happens to right. to degrade judges. Right. See, that's why I'm like, okay, it automatically sounds bad no matter what. But I'm thinking about when I'm doing research about white nationalists. Sometimes I'll have a link from a really awful article, you know, or just like a really bad headline, but it'll be for research. And then I'm not saying that they shouldn't do better at proofreading, but perhaps someone didn't mean to do this or they're doing some sneaky nazi shit <laughs> you know like either way it's not a good look someone yeah. needs to do better yeah either, definitely there definitely shouldn't be a link in a department of justice daily briefing to a white nationalist website no unless it's like hey be on the says. lookout for this we've identified strange activity <laughs> totally that potentially look is for this guy to people he hates you yeah yeah i mean that's... honestly i don't know how they work and you know internally but that could be a logical reason i'm hoping it's not someone who's just trying to like go rogue and just like implant all this like white supremacist shit like i just really hope that it's an accident yeah i also hope that it's an accident yeah what how do you feel what do you think it is not dance <laughs> well yeah but you know you, you you are the kind one you give the benefit of the doubt oh. in a lot of situations where Thank you're you. like but, but but let's think for a second or maybe that for guy, my own sanity maybe yeah that guy was going through something <laughs> tough that day or maybe he didn't know that uh the word cry turkey or cry tark oh is no a, no is a i i or, think that the blog itself was no the guy who linked it right the guy that linked it like is he known to have any kind of background in, in that area because maybe he someone who's working for the that's government that's what i'm saying maybe he doesn't know what a cry tark is oh that too but also just probably was doing research on it 
Or he didn't know that that was a white supremacist like website. Like a bad thing. Yeah, he, he might not have understood the words. Yeah, either way, he's possibly innocent. Yeah, but the, but then the person that made the post or everyone is, is not yeah, innocent. Everyone is possibly yeah. innocent. Yeah, yeah. It's tricky. <laughs> I don't know. Fuck this guy. He's fired. Uh, and I, the Department of Justice, just get your shit together, man. <laughs> get your shit together. Um, I hope they're not all bad. I really don't. Because what do you think? Like, Do you feel like, like just people at the top of that? Are the assholes or like they're all tainted? Because there's some people that work for... I don't think everyone's tainted, no. Right, right. Uh, what I'm saying is, is within the same week that, that President Trump says that uh, American Jews are disloyal and uneducated, uh, maybe be really out. careful <laughs> totally. about what you're sending out to immigration judges. Yeah, yeah. Uh, especially if he's trying to limit legal immigration and you know um ugh, it's just it's, it's just a bad, bad look yeah it it's is. a really bad look. even if they're just doing random research and happen and put it there which is a, a stretch it's still bad yeah i don't think that's the case but you never know it could be um market watch reported this thursday that the u.s created 501,000 fewer jobs since march than the bureau, bureau of labor statistics initially calculated in their survey mm. of business establishments mm. that's the largest rescission uh, since the end of the Great Recession in 2009. So to give you an idea, that's 500,000 fewer jobs in the last six months. That's almost 100,000 jobs a month. And with jobs reports between 100 and 200,000, that's considerable. Um, these numbers indicate that the economy did not get the boost that was expected from Trump's tax reform. Whoa, what? Um, nah. We couldn't have seen that coming. We all knew that this would not generate more jobs and that the windfall that the wealthy and corporations realized would not be spent on expansion, but it would be hoarded. Uh, and as predicted, trickle down <laughs> doesn't work. So this is more proof of that. So stop voting Republican. Uh, <laughs> not you guys. Uh, the wrong, yeah. wrong target. Right. Voters. Unless it's benefiting you in that case. <laughs> it's, it's yet to be. It, but it's not like it's not. Right, not the majority <laughs> of people. Well, yeah. The thing is, like, they wanted this so badly. I'll never get over how they wrote this on a napkin. Where is that napkin? I almost want to see it. Someone's uh, probably framed it. But just they wanted it so badly because it benefited them so they much. They framed it along with the first uh, $10,000 bill they made. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when you... Right. It's so selfish. But yeah, for most of America. Like most of us frame our first dollar, they're framing their first yeah. $10,000. Totally. Yeah. It's also, if you're, okay, they constantly, for, for tax cuts, constantly the argument is that it's going to trickle down and then people are going to be able to create more jobs. But there's no system of accountability whatsoever within that. And mm -hmm. I know this is impossible logistically, but what if it could be like, We'll give you this tax cut, but you also have to prove to us that you've generated or at least prove to us why you can't have generated more jobs. We actually do have some tax credits that you get for generating jobs, um, but they're more small business um, right. oriented. And, it, and it's not like a contingency sort of thing. Like, um, I don't know if that was the right way to use that word, but like your, is, yeah. your tax cut would have been contingent upon you providing more jobs. Yeah. But... Yeah. But we're losing jobs. Right. Yeah. yeah. I know there's like federal regulations and, and stuff that people have to adhere to. But right. so, it's too easily like a stalling make, tactic. Right. To just make that argument, to just say it's going to create more jobs. And yeah. then it just goes into the air. People believe it. They do it. It passes and nothing happens every time. Like when the carrier air conditioning company was given millions of dollars in tax breaks in that state to, to keep jobs and then they cut them anyway. You know, it, mm -hmm. there should be. Right a rule and the republicans don't like to make rules yeah because they want those people regulation. to keep that money unless it's a vagina yeah then there's plenty True. plenty of rules for those mm -hmm. vagina rules new rules new vagina rules <laughs> <laughs> anyway guys speaking of wages it's time to get social Hashtag. All right. Today is Thursday, August 22nd when we record this. And tomorrow when you get this episode, if you're not a patron, is August 23rd. And August 22nd is how far into 2019 black women would have to work to earn what white men made in 2018. So let me repeat that. August 22nd is how far into 2019 black women would have to work to earn what a white, what a white man made in 2018. Black women still only make 61 cents for every dollar a white man makes, so August 22nd is known as Black Women's Equal Pay Day. Julian Castro tweeted that we should recognize that closing that pay gap for black women isn't just the right thing to do, but it means advancing the standard of living for entire communities. And this year, Black Women's Equal Pay Day is two weeks later than it was in 2018, meaning it's getting worse, not better, despite what Trump might want you to think uh, about how he's helping uh, people of color. The House passed the Paycheck Fairness Act in March, but Mitch McConnell blocked the bill. Um, Ilhan Omar tweets that while McConnell refuses to act, black women face up to $23,653 in lost wages each year. 
So you can follow the discussion on Twitter with hashtag Black Women's Equal Pay. Wow, that is a really powerful metric. It's yeah to describe it that way. It's the first, and this is um, because of this hashtag gaining. It's trending right now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. To think to put it in in terms of time in a calendar year, time is only one of the aspects that people's lives that are not being obviously like time is only one element Mm -hmm. and to hear that is truly it's so in your face like every single year they're essentially not able to progress in the way that they are working to and that's just time wise then there's also all the other elements that are surrounding that too like access issues and so many other issues but totally and i wonder why specifically black women does it imply that white women are paid more is that what they mean by like using that as like a range of all the way here to all the way there you know they're comparing it to how white men are paid right but why not include women i feel like that implies that white women are paid more uh it white women are paid 100 percent. okay just so we get 67 cents on the dollar oh you guys get 61 cents on the dollar last i checked so yes white women do get paid more but I didn't. Yeah. I don't think that I don't. I don't think they wanted to come out and like divide women up. Right. That's fair. I'm glad they're specifically acknowledging black women. Yeah, because it's getting it's getting ahead of the lack of intersectionality that a lot of the time sort of surrounds feminism or white feminism. I should say. We could check so. and see if there's a woman's payday. There like a date in the oh, calendar. Oh, I believe so. Right, equal pay day or, or something like that. I yeah. think I've seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and that yeah. would be for all women grouped together. Right. This is the first time I've heard it for black women. Yeah, I think I've heard the other day. So yeah. I'm like, this is nice. It's like taking it a step further. My statistic is wrong. Uh, 67 cents on the dollar is all women, not white women. Mm. So all white women? women? All women. So white women probably make more. Mm-hmm. Got it. Got it. And, the, and the, your 61 with the white women averages to be okay. um, 67 cents on the dollar, at least the last time I checked. It could be up from there. I'm not sure. Yeah. But Do to think, think about like a John, the white guy who... Um, you know, you're, you know, a black woman is still working a week ago to make what John finished making, um, eight months ago. Mm-hmm. That's just insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think, Julissa, that because you brought up the question of like, is there a more generalized sort of like women's equal pay day? Yeah. Do you do you think that that's as a woman? Do you think that that's like a necessary distinction to make? Totally. Just yeah. like with the um the anniversary of the 19th amendment people forget that i mean i didn't even think about it until recently that black women weren't included or you know non-white women i guess but yeah those things i think matter yeah yeah i guess i'm thinking let's say all of the efforts towards equal pay are directed towards uplifting black women's pay Mm mm-hmm I find it hard to believe that white women wouldn't benefit from that. Totally. Like inherently. Entire communities right? would benefit from that. Yeah. yeah. So it's almost like, and especially since the whole country the whole point would benefit of, from that. Yeah. Right. And the whole 100%. Yeah. And right. The whole, Being the, whole, the lowest on the financial totem pole would affect everyone above it. If exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. I totally agree. And I'm glad yeah. that this is a national thing because this is the first time I've heard about, you know, the black. I've heard about it now on Twitter this week. But yeah, first time ever that I've heard about a black women's equal pay day. Yeah, me mm-hmm. too. The yeah. first thing that popped up was a Serena tweet. Uh, Interesting. In my feed. And then I went and looked at the hashtag and I saw the Ilhan Omar stuff and, and Julian Castro and uh, just all these people uh, retweeting it trending. And I'm glad it's trending because I, I, I think more people need to have uh, a knowledge that that's the case. I mean, August 22nd. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, guys, uh, we will be right back. Okay, what would you do if you lost all of your digital data? That's right, like everything. Memories from all the traveling you've ever done, those less than satisfactory pics and videos of you as a kid. Well, maybe there's some benefit to losing those, but you get what I'm saying. So when a global computer virus begins deleting all digital records, 30-something Ellie buys an old tape recorder and begins narrating analog an analog retrospective of her life before all of her photos, videos, and correspondence are wiped out forever. This eight-part scripted audio drama stars Parks and Rec star Natalie Morales along with Paul Shear, June Diane Raphael, and Sirena Fialo. We're talking, it's like high fidelity meets seeking a friend for the end of the world for your ears. It's awesome. So stick around after this episode of The Daily Beans for a clip of Ellie and the Wave. Then check out Ellie on the Wave every Thursday. Or if you'd like to get the whole series right now, ad-free, head over to the Himalaya app and subscribe. It's called Ellie and the Wave. You'll be glad you did. All right, guys, welcome back. Rick Gates. Manafort's deputy and one of the organizers of the Trump inaugural, which is also under multiple investigations, testified against Democrat lobbyist Greg Craig today. 
Uh, nothing explosive, uh, pretty much what we expected. He testified that Craig had a substantial role in the Manafort-led project for Skadden Arps to write a report supporting the jailing of the opponent of the Russian-backed Ukrainian separatist Viktor Yanukovych. That's who Manafort worked for and got like $60 million from, and then laundered and hid, didn't pay taxes on. <laughs> um, Gates said that, in fact, it was Craig that recommended the report be seated with Sanger from the New York Times. Seated means leaked to or given to. Like, that's what you do with in an active measures campaign when you're lobbying, is you, you find reporters and you seed oh, your information. Give, like give them your seeds. seed, yeah. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> So anyway, he, he Craig was the one who recommended it go to Sanger. And uh, Craig's lawyers got up and then tried to destroy Gates's credibility, which we expected. And Judge Jackson actually got on her case a few times, the, the defense lawyer for, for Craig, about her lines of questioning. Um, and that's good for Gates because this is the same judge, Judge Jackson, who's going to sentence him when this is all over. And she was kind of being a protective mama mm-hmm. bear, like, don't. <laughs> so we'll keep you posted on this. But um, I'm very excited. <laughs> to see what happens. To see yeah. what he's sentenced mm-hmm, with. Yeah. Dude, just bring her stone. That's what I'm <laughs> waiting for. Bring me Roger Stone's head on a plate, yes. please. Mm, maybe he'll sign it and ship it to you. That shit's taking too long. I don't care about this Greg Craig shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair, yeah. That's probably why I got a sooner trial. Everyone's like, yeah, it's going to fucking be. Yeah. No, no big deal. I mean, what he did is awful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is completely awful. Mm-hmm. Um, And that fucking sucks. But Stone is just... He's more hot goss, you know? For yeah. sure. Because <laughs> he, he, he didn't falsify his FARA filing. He m- more like didn't do it. And the reason he didn't do it is because he thought when the next Democratic president gets elected, he could get a cabinet post or, right. or, a, or a job in the administration. Yeah. And I, and the nature of the work that he did specifically is what's particularly terrible. Yes. Yeah. I worked with Manafort and Gates on a report to back the jailing of an innocent opposition leader to Viktor Yanukovych, a Putin, a pro-Putin Russian separatist. Right. Yeah. Bad and, look. And yeah. then you're going to like maintain your allegiance to the party of civil rights. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it was so much. He didn't want to file as a foreign lobbyist because that seems like no big deal. It's mm-hmm. for, it's for this specific thing. What he, he was doing. doing. Yeah. Exactly. Same with Manafort probably. And he's like a unabashed Republican. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. Yeah, I, I'd imagine ostrich ever, suits. I don't know. Oh, I guess that's. I don't know. All those board, people yeah. just vote for whoever like is gonna give yeah. them. He's very take fancy. their money and give them what they want. So I don't know. Maybe well, he has been a Democrat at a certain point. And it's interesting because the Mercury lobbying group and the Podesta lobbying group, like also both worked on this, but um, neither Vin Weber from Mercury or Podesta from the Podesta group were brought up on charges. Maybe they actually filed. Uh, is the only thing I can think of because mm-hmm. they maybe they weren't expecting like g- good jobs in a new administration or something. Mm-hmm. All right, this story's going to piss you off. Content warning just for anger. Uh, and Jeffrey Epstein executed a will just two days before he died by apparent suicide in, in jail uh, that puts more than $577 million in assets into a trust fund that could make it very difficult for his accusers to collect damages. This really strengthens our original argument that he did die by suicide and that it was a huge narcissistic fuck off to all the survivors survivors of his sex trafficking ring uh, rather than like, you know, body swap, deep state conspiracy. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Uh, a state lawyers and experts say it could take years to pry open the trust to pay restitution to victims. Quote, this is the last act of Epstein's manipulation of the system, even in death, says one of the victim's lawyers. Another lawyer said that, Wealthy people typically attempt to hide assets in trusts or other legal schemes. Uh, I believe the court and his administ- and uh, the administrators will want to do right by Epstein's victims. And if now we all fight, f- uh, and for now we all fight for the justice that's long overdue. That's from another lawyer. Yeah. Can we make a special law that says if you're a piece of shit when you die, we're going to undo your trust? Just to send a message to all the other creeps. Like, I guess it's a slippery slope. But yeah, or you're not allowed yeah. to change your will after you break the law or something, something like, like that. that you know? Yeah. Um, it seems like really infringing on somebody's rights. Why I don't give know. him that privilege, especially when he's dead? Well, yeah, and it's clearly gross negligence on the part of Epstein's lawyer <clears throat> and the jail personnel to allow him to create a new will after, you know, this is a classic sign of impending suicide, creating mm-hmm. a new will in jail. Yeah. And and that coupled with his previous suicide attempt, not two weeks earlier. Oh, you're seriously. so right. Should have been a giant red warning sign that he was going to die by suicide and just further proof that Barr and the Bureau of Prisons completely dropped the ball on this because we're all saying, it's Epstein. He's the number one guy who wants to die in the world. You should watch him. Well, now 
He's Epstein, the guy who already tried to commit suicide and changed his will two day, you know, two weeks later. Mm-hmm. Now he's really the number one guy in the world. Who what wants if that to die lawyer lady was the one that helped him with his will? Does it say who it was? <clears throat> Thought of that, but she visited him two days after his first attempt. Okay. And this was two, two days, days before, before he died. Really, yeah, before he died by suicide. Yeah, okay. Jesus. What if it never ends, too? Like, we think it's the last shitty thing that he does, but then in the trust, there's a horcrux. And there's more. And oh, it's God. Like, no, no. Yeah. yeah Epstein's continues. will is a horcrux. Yeah, yeah. That'd be awful. I would never wish that on the victims. So if you know that you're going to carry out uh, what it looks like he carried out, what does he benefit from doing that aside from just it being a big fuck you to all the people that would potentially get some of his money? It basically just saves, That's saves it. his money. That's it shields his it. money. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. He seems narcissistic enough for that. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Shields his money so he can give it to his brother or whatever. Right. Just basically you, you're not going to win. Like this, I'm going out on my own terms and you're not going to get my money. Yes. I trafficked yeah. all of you and I raped all of you, but you're not getting a dime. Right. right. Total like his, power trip. Like someone else could come take that money, spend it by the time they would even be able to get the money for the victims. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But y- even then you can still sue the estate. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Or the executor or the trust. And so, I mean, you could, mm-hmm. there could be a judgment, but it's just a lot harder. There's a lot more steps you have to take yeah totally. hoops to go through and stuff when the money shield I more trouble trust. more time totally mm-hmm. someone with remorse i think would be like fine take the money i'm gonna kill myself but this shows that he probably really didn't have any remorse at all no you know no i, I that's a I, in, the level of sociopath you have to be to do these kinds of things i i think makes you totally bereft of any empathy or any mm-hmm. um ability to have remorse at all totally yeah Yeah. i've been hearing all these disgusting and awful quotes just coming out too from the past and like past interviews he's had or past conversations he's had where he doesn't admit to anything like trafficking obviously he's like talking about how you know that age is like a totally appropriate and prime age for yeah he tries to get it raised or like he went into or or what would it be lowering the or raising the age of consent no lowering it yeah 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 yeah. right gross exactly my brain had to like make sense of this (laughs) Alan Dershowitz said that too he's like well the the age of consent should be 16 anyway and it's like why are you even saying why should it why why are you even saying that oh my god I mean maybe when we when we only when we like as a as a species only live to 30 Sure. Yeah. Okay. Different times. Yeah. Now we have medicine <laughs> and therapy. And, and, and by the age of 10, you were hunting the buffalo, you know? Right. We're past that. I think, well, with the global warming thing we're going through, Ice Age might come back. Hopefully it isn't. Oh, my God. It's going to affect <laughs> social norms across the board. Yeah. You're like, yeah. ah, fuck. <laughs> right? We're fucked. Why should the age of consent be 16? I can't even put my brain in his head at can all drive. for a second. And you don't hear a 16-year-old saying this. You and only hear fertile? old no. men saying this. Right. That's the number one argument. If you're fertile, you should be able to consent Mm -hmm. yeah or like or that it's it's too much of a pain in the ass if you have sex with your boyfriend that's a couple years older than you and then you can turn around and like charge them of of statutory rape or or something when i became fertile i had a cabbage patch doll uh (laughs) i I was i had a huge crush on ricky schroeder from silver spoons and i was i was worried about my shin guards for my next soccer game like that as it should be that's what i was doing yeah when i became fertile yes i myself was a complete prude uh, personally, so maybe yeah. that's another reason. Not I like my no wild soccer days. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah yeah. I didn't even have shin guards. I was just oh natural prude. It's, it's a very sensitive time. Yeah, yeah, gross. Um, not your. Oh yeah, yeah. Sensitive no. times. But no, no, no. <laughs> sensitive times. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, all they have to do, if you start having sex, you can have sex whenever you want. Obviously, the only rule is uh, to be smart about it. If you want to be smart, you don't even have to be smart. But mm. if you want to be smart, mm-hmm. just don't hook up with anyone that's eighteen. That's it. That's right. not that big of a. That's not that big of a trade off for and for having sex. It's hard for someone at that age to even understand the danger. You know, because uh, I mean, you could talk about the. the the brain Dude, not being fully I developed, wasn't understanding the also, danger in my thirties. So. Right? It's just oh, the idea yeah. that these guys have such a just I mean, they're stunted <clears throat> too to be this way, but the idea is that they, they have a maturity that's way beyond these women and they're using that against them. Right. And so it's just disgusting yeah. on so many levels. Yeah. And like you said, women, the the sixteen year old women are not the ones that are advocating for that. It's the men I that are here that feel yeah. like it's problematic or, or unfair. Yeah. That I don't I, know any girls other than you know somebody who's mad their dad is dating an 18 year old that wants the age of consent to be lowered right you know, like, they're not like protesting this the way that these fucks are no and i think there are rules that if you're within three years or something like that like you know like statutory rape laws and like if you're 17 and you have a 19 year old boyfriend it's sure like, yeah 
d- there's that rules was, that say you're within three yeah, years. Definitely not like Epstein's yeah. case. Yeah, he's in a whole different ballpark. But yeah, 65 year old Epstein. Mm-hmm. No. Oh God, it's and, crazy. And 15 year olds, 13 year olds. I yeah. can't believe he's dead. I, I know it's still weird, right? That's so yeah. weird. We've been covering him for so long, mm-hmm. and he's, he's just, just fucking gone. dead. Yeah, yeah. That's so and not insane. that we miss him way just in a fuck you. Oh uh, yeah. yeah, well, just like how crazy of an event in history this is. Oh, totally. Yeah, it's still got to sink crazy. in. But also, like, yeah, the way he went out, especially hearing this news about the trust fund, like, I just think it's crazy that he went to his grave as an asshole. Yeah, like, to the very yeah. moment. Yeah, and I do think that this sort of backs up our theory that that it was a narcissistic, and he did die by suicide, mm-hmm. and it was just a narcissistic f you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, because you don't you don't write a will and change your. $577 million estate into a trust fund and hide it behind a trust fund and then have it not be suicide. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To, to be strangled to death. And to have tried before and then continued <clears throat> to meet with your lawyers and carry on business per usual after someone allegedly tried to kill you. It's like totally. none of that stuff makes sense it doesn't add logically. Up. And I can't think of a conspiracy explanation that would even cover all those bases. The only either. one I could think of was I better put a will together mm-hmm. in case I get killed in prison. I was thinking about that. Mm-hmm. Where there's a will, there's a way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was thinking about that one way or another. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Uh, all right, guys. Finally, a little bit more lighthearted. An ex-administrator at the U.S. General Services Administration got a blowy on the roof of the GSA headquarters in D.C. from a White House staffer. The investigation into this also revealed that they drank vodka in the office after business hours. Brennan Hart is his name, Brennan. Uh, And he uh, escorted a White House staffer into the F Street headquarters. I love that it's called F Street because that's (laughs) an adult video store here in San Diego. Oh, nice. Uh, so he escorted the White House staffer into the F Street headquarters in July of 2017. He told the GSA inspector general that the sex started in the office and culminated with oral sex on the rooftop of the central office. Oh, my God. Whoever says, let's take this to the roof, baby. Like, I don't know. I think that's really I mean, if they want to mix it up, I guess. I just have this v- visualization in my head of her with his dick in her mouth trying to walk up the stairs to well, they, the roof. They had to stop. Right. You just want to believe they didn't. <laughs> it's just they're a so funny committed. Vision. Yeah, of they're already didn't knows. happen but it's just funny in but my it could have no hey hey it could have but yeah i just think the whole thing is bizarre i wouldn't put anything past them yeah and here's what's crazy the agency director at the time emily murphy told the uh, inspector general she permitted consumption of alcohol in the office after business hours on fridays oh casual so fridays so they weren't breaking all the rules <laughs> <Real casual. laughs> yeah we're, yeah we're taking, extra casual yeah, friday taking the hawaiian shirt off right <laughs> i don't want to know what saturday's like <laughs> <laughs> Taking the Hawaiian shirt off. Oh okay. my god! Oh. So were they caught? Is that the whole thing? Yeah, yeah, they were caught. And it was investigated. Mm-hmm. Um, he lost his job. Um. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's a, that, that's the whole story, right what there. Is yeah. that with, I swear, public sex gets people in trouble so much. <laughs> As it should, right? Yeah, there's there's better places, right? Yeah, I'm just thinking, like, is it worth it? There's I mean, no, maybe is it thrill. ever worth it? There is no, <laughs> no, no, and there's no government agency that allows you to consume alcohol on the premises <laughs> yeah. ever. Oh, so yeah. she just made that rule for between them and then it blew up. Okay. Like, I, I don't think she cool made the rule bus. at all. I think oh. she was trying to cover for him yeah, in there yeah, being in sense. there drinking. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, God. Wow. That's really going down. Yeah. Why would you take the ship? <laughs> was yeah. she the one who fucked him? Like, why would you take the hit like that? Yeah. Why wouldn't you just say, friends. yeah, no, I don't let vodka in this building and just have it fired? Why would you just do? I don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> now casual Fridays are ruined for everybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now That's everyone nice. has to be sober. Right? Mm-hmm. Even Larry Kudlow? Nah. <laughs> Dude, that guy. Oh. All right, guys. Uh, that's our show. Does anyone have any final thoughts? Oh, yeah. So I saw we got a new uh, write-up in the interwebs by the Mary Sue. Oh, yeah. Yeah, really good article that you were in. Very nice. Yeah, they were super fun to talk to. Yeah, yeah. Vivian Kane, I think is her name. Vivian. The author. Yeah. Very good. Uh, thank you, thank for you that. very soon. Mm-hmm. And we got some cool sashes today for women's rights. Mm-hmm. Um, that was an excellent gift. Mm-hmm. Do we have the card? Okay, so here's the card. This is so great. Uh, Dear Muller, she wrote, thank you for keeping me laughing during this nightmare. Thanks also for the fun women, uh, the fun Mormon folklore mentions. <laughs> uh, that's what got me to subscribe uh, in the first place. I'm Exmo, but Mormon is my ethnicity, uh, what formed me and what taught me to stand up for what's right, even if it means standing alone. Throughout this administration, I've stood uh, alone a few times as a woman um, 
as at like a one woman protest at times. It's this moment in history has also brought to me some of my dearest friends. Thankfully, in some fights, there's a strong sisterhood. The fight to ratify the Equal Rights Amendment is one of those. We're almost there. One more state to 38. Love, Rebecca. Aww. That's so sweet. Thank you, Rebecca. And she threw in a couple of extra sashes for our production staff. That's for the Sarah's awesome. and Amanda. So, so cool. Beautiful penmanship. Yes. yes. Thanks for looking yes. out for the whole Outside crew. Outside of it being so kind. And yes, one of yes. our uh, our producers going to Burning Man next week. Um, <laughs> so if the edits are wrong, it's my fault. Um, <laughs> but she'll, she'll be at Burning Man. She's like, I'm going to wear this sash. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> like, Jordan's like, just wear a naked. Just yeah. wear a right. Just the sash. <laughs> just the sash. So just have like one boob exposed the other one just covered by the sash there you go (laughs) gonna make a tough choice there and then run (laughs) (laughs) all right guys thanks so much please guys take care of yourselves take care of each other i've been ag i've been julissa johnson i've been jordan coburn and them's the beans the daily beans is produced by ag featuring julissa johnson and jordan coburn and engineered and edited by Mackenzie mazell and starburns industries our marketing manager is sarah lee steiner and our merchandising manager is sarah hirschberger valencia Fact-checking and research by A.G., Jaleesa Johnson, and Jordan Coburn, with executive assistance by Amanda Reeder. Our music is written and performed by They Might Be Giants. Our web design and branding are by Joel Reeder with Moxie Design Studios, and our website is dailybeanspod.com. Our top story tonight, a computer virus known as The Wave is wiping out digital data across the planet. Once a device has been infected by the wave, the virus permanently deletes all photos, videos, and correspondence. For more, we go to Tina Lee in the field. Jim, the tension is palpable out here. People are grappling with the fact that they will soon lose all of their data. Videos of milestones, cherished family photos, not to mention the selfies, Jim. The selfies. People are losing food porn, regular porn, that other kind of food porn where it's people having sex with food, videos of animals playing musical instruments, videos of babies eating lemons for the first time, years-long text threads with countless nudes, and we can only speculate what kind of a world we'll soon be living in when we've lost the archives of Wikifeet. Okay, I think it's recording now. Hello? Is it recording? Test one. All right, well, can't hear it back till I record it, so I'm going to go with yes. Hello, people in the future who may or may not listen to these tapes. Greetings. Welcome to my life. I apologize in advance. Um, I decided to put my life story on tape because of the wave. Although, now that I think about it, you may not know what that is, because maybe it's just like... A historical footnote. Okay. The wave is a really big deal right now. It's a digital virus that is sweeping the globe and wiping out everyone's data. So every photo, video, email, text, you name it, it's all going to be toast when the wave hits. <sighs> Gotta stay hydrated. I feel like I'm at the beginning of a marathon, except instead of running 26 miles, I'm sitting in my living room watching old videos of myself on my computer. It's basically the same. I guess I should start with the basics since I have not told you my name. Um, Hello, my name is Ellie, Eleanor Leaf, but never call me Eleanor. Thank you. I'm 38, never married, thankfully. I live in a tastefully decorated condo with my perfect dog, Potato. I don't know what breed Potato is because she's actually a rescue. Thank you so much. Potato, speak! We're still working on that. Job-wise, I am a meme capper. I write witty recaps of the day's most popular memes for the meme site AgroCrunch. I should do something more meaningful with my life, but the world needs memes. It's like the talking turtle says, who, me? (laughs) That reference will be relevant forever. Anyway, my point is we can't all be in the history books, you know? Of course, as soon as the wave hits, all the memes will be wiped out and I'll have to find something else to do. I could either go back to the corporate world or try and live off the land. Between the two... I'd rather eat bark. You may be wondering how people are reacting to the reality of losing all their stored data. It's actually been really affirming. I mean, people are coming together and supporting one another in the face of adversity. Just kidding. Obviously, they're freaking the fuck out. Um, They are losing their minds. Most major cities had riots when it started. But at this point, people are just hunched over their devices, refreshing their screens over and over again to see if their memories are all gone. The way I figure, I'll know when the wave hits my neighborhood by my neighbor's mournful screams when he realizes he just lost all his nudes. My neighbor Dave seems like a guy who sends a lot of nudes. 
There are still a few companies that will print out hard copies of photographs and things. They're mostly used by super rich people to print art. The average person doesn't have access to a printer these days, but now everyone is stampeding to those printing companies. Even if you could afford those places, the wave is moving so fast there isn't much hope of getting anything printed before their servers get wiped too. I heard some people are selling Wi-Fi proof safes that are supposed to protect your gear from the virus, but as soon as you take it out of the safe, you're screwed. Everything is so connected at this point, there's no way to avoid it. Some people are even having wave parties where they get together with friends and loved ones and just watch all their shit get wiped out together. I can't imagine a worse way to spend my time. Who would want to sit in a room with a group of people at the exact moment when their lives get ruined? I can't decide what inspires more anxiety, the wave or having people over. At least when I lose all my data, I won't have a bunch of weirdos going through my underwear, which is what I assume people do when they go to a party at someone's house. I know it's what I do. All right, let's get back to business. Luckily, I'm a professional recapper, so I know how to cram in content. Tape is money, baby. Actually, I wonder if I still have... Hold on. Yes. Oh, man. I just hit gold in terms of embarrassing childhood videos. I have a whole folder of comedy sketches and plays that Drew and I used to make. We did hundreds of these. Most of them are unwatchable, or in your case, unlistenable. Like this one. What's for dinner, doofus? Diarrhea. Let's eat. That's enough of that. I can't believe we got along well enough to make so many of these disasters. I'm just going to read some of the amazing titles. Toilet Jacuzzi. Hormone High School. Baby in the Fridge. Yikes. We were a real comedy team. Mine's the comedy. Let's see what other special moments I've got here. Oh, this video file is named October Dumpster Fire. I have no idea what it is, but my interest is piqued. It's just so Honey, it's just so inconsiderate. Just calm down, okay? I'm gonna handle it. Out. Okay, so I'll handle it. Look, you have a temper. Just let me talk to some logic. Uh, excuse me. Hi. Uh, your car is blocking us in, so. I'm waiting for your parking space. Okay, right, but we can't leave unless you move. Yeah, but then I might lose the space, so. Ben, do something. She's impervious to logic. You're too passive. Well, you're too aggressive. Lady, you better move that electric piece of shit. Ellie, are you filming this? <gasps> Brenda. Did you forget to pick up Drew from Magic Camp? No, he's right here. Hi, Dad. Hey, buddy. <laughs> oh, man. It's all coming back to me. I made that super cut of family drama when I was 12 and shitty. I threw in that last clip because at the time, I was giving Drew an extremely hard time for going to Magic Camp. I understand a fascination with the occult. I like spooky shit. But going to camp to learn card tricks as a 14-year-old boy? It seems like he was trying to make his friends disappear. You probably know that children of divorce often blame themselves for their parents' split, even though it's never their fault. In this case, though, my folks got divorced right after Drew learned close-up magic, so... Anyway, a lot happened when I was 12. My mother moved out, Drew got really into sleight of hand. That was more scarring for me, some might argue. That was also the year I had my first sort of boyfriend. I would now like to read the first text my first boyfriend sent to me. I'm not saying this is Shakespeare's first folio, but it still deserves to be preserved for future generations. It reads as follows. Yo, girl, those tits is crazy. Meet me by the VMs. <sighs> Surprisingly, Rishi Goldman did not grow up to be an acclaimed poet. I think he sells vape pens now. I am not sorry to lose these awkward ears to the wave. I'm still a very private person, and my tits is still crazy. Oh, finally! That's the Amazon drone with my recurring order of toilet paper. I've been holding it in for days. Be right back. Ah, so much better. Okay. <clears throat> oh, breaking news. I just got a text alert that the wave has wiped out all the data in Cincinnati. The virus has reared its head almost everywhere, but once it's in a region, it tends to spread out from there like a sinkhole. Damn, it's moving fast. It's impossible to know how much longer we've got here, so let's crank out the hits. Radio Point and Himalaya Media present Ellie and the Wave, starring Natalie Morales, Paul Shear, June Diane Raphael, and me, Josh Rubin. Catch the show every Thursday. Be sure to go and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Don't feel like waiting? Head over to the Himalaya app now to get the whole first season ad-free.